Yeah. Well, let's do this. Stonecutters podcast. Aaron Hankins. Will Catlett. In the building. In the building. The views expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of our employers, past, present, or future. Will, what's what's been good with you, man? It's, it's been a while since we spoke. Yeah, it's been a minute. I like these purple glasses, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I need to give me some of Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah, it's been a minute, man. I've been working. I just finished up with Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes, you know, on True Story. So I was doing that in L.A. So I was kind of like, you know, diving into that and, you know, meeting Kevin, meeting Wesley, you know, getting these gems from these greats has been incredible. So uh, I'm sure we'll dive a little bit into that in the podcast. And now I'm back in Atlanta, you know, on a five day quarantine in Atlanta. So, you know, I'm here. Nice. Will, it's been so long since we spoke. I had to write it down. I had to write down all these things that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing, I was on a podcast. So, okay. while, so while we weren't filming, a, while we weren't recording a podcast, I was on a good buddy of mine. His name is Luis. It's called the Enemy Within You podcast. Mm-hmm. And I talked a lot about my journey just from a child all the way to, to working at Nike. And you came up a few times, Stonecutters podcast came up a few times, you know, obviously, um, cause you know, we were chipping away. That's one thing. Uh, the second thing that I did that I wanted to bring up, I, I just recently got to speak to a group of high school students nice. about my journey. And that was just another sort of really enriching, rewarding experience. Um, and then the last thing that I want to say, since, since we haven't sp- spoken, um, I completed phase one of the uh, Nike Craft Wear Tester program. Okay. And that was eight weeks and lots of different art projects. We'll get m- more into that in the podcast, but it was like, those were like, since, since, since the last time we spoke, those are the three things that so I was break able that, to. Break that Nike Wear Tester down for, for our listeners who may not know what you were doing. Um, I guess this was back in December, Tom Sachs, the world famous artist put out a challenge on Instagram, uh, looking for people to wear test, uh, one of his Nike shoes, the Mars Yard 2.5. And I submitted a video and I was selected to be a part of the wear tester program. And they picked, um, it was about 150 other people from all over the world. Will, I got to connect with people in Asia, people in Europe, uh, people in South America, um, all over a shoe and and really created a community. And Tom Sachs, you know, he met with us uh, once a week for eight weeks straight. And it was, it was almost like a, like a professor kind of course. And we we wore the shoes and and we did a lot of activities in the shoes, but over the course of it, it really turned into like learning about art from an artist. Mm. And Yeah, it it was, and it was really just eye-opening for me because I work at Nike, but I, you know, I'm also into sneakers and I appreciate Tom Sachs. So, and I, and I, I'm an artist. I mean, I'll just, I'm just, I'm just going to say that engineer, artist, whatever you want to call it. And getting to learn from somebody like Tom Sachs was just extremely rewarding. And I got to meet a bunch of 
amazing people all over the world. I got to stretch my own creativity in some of the projects, um, some things that I had never tried before, different ways of filming, uh, just learning about photography, learning about contemporary artists, learning about um, conceptual art and the, the idea of conceptual art. And um, yeah, we wore the, wore the shoes every day for, for eight weeks. And then uh, just two or three days ago, I just sent the shoes back. So I didn't even get to keep the shoes. And, uh, you know, suffering is the, is the root of, uh, I'm sorry, attachment is the root of all suffering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, get, having the shoes and like thinking everything was great and being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to keep these. And then having to send them back. I was a little sad, but I also knew that like, if I was going to have the shoes and just wear them until they wore down into nothing, eventually I was going to lose them anyway. So I have other shoes and there'll be another pair of shoes. And um, yeah, it was, it was just a, you know, it was like the, just a complete experience, you know, from, from birth to celebration to, you know, to death, like, and just the, just, just full circle, you know, like I want this, I want this, I'm wearing this, I'm wearing this, I have this, I don't have this anymore. So um, just, yeah, completely rewarding. Um, I'd recommend people go and, and, and uh, they're, they're doing another phase of this. So they're so giving people another opportunity to get out there and do this wear tester program. And I would just highly recommend that people do that. So. Well, it's two things that you brought up. I think that we should elaborate on or dive into is number one, you hesitated when you said, I am an artist. So I want to dive into that. (laughs) And then number two, attachment. Why is it so hard for people to let things go? Just like you having to detach to give the shoes back to Tom Sachs that you had for eight weeks. Well, let's start with the hesitation of I am an artist because for our listeners, this is the Stone Cutters podcast. We're constantly chipping away at the stone. So what was the hesitation? It was so small. If you weren't really listening, you may not have caught it. So I want to dive into that because people have these feelings. I've had these feelings or accepting who we are. So go into that, good brother. Um. Part of it was is just me not wanting to feel, I feel cocky and I feel arrogant in, in that where we are in the world, we're still in a pandemic. I got this life-changing opportunity to learn from an artist and it, it invigorated and it, and it filled my cup up to be to like, I'm an artist. And every day I, I just kept telling myself, I'm an artist, I'm an artist. But then Will, when I'm around you and me and you talk and it's, it, it, I guess this is something that, that friends have to, would have to talk about is that like me and you can equally be artists and not be in competition with each other. You are an artist in a very specific area or, or a realm. I'm not even going to call it a specific area. I'm just going to say film, television, entertainment. And what I'm talking about is conceptual art, bricolage, sculpture, modern art, anything like that. And there's nothing saying that we can't both be artists and say it with confidence. The hesitation for me was, is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to a real artist. 
And I, and, I, and I didn't feel it in that moment that I was like, I feel confident enough to say it at the level that I'm just, a, I'm the same kind of an artist as Will is. But talking it out now, it makes sense that I can, I should just be able to say, yeah, I'm an artist. Yeah, because why is be art, if art is art, right? <clears throat> yeah. Why do we compare art with other art? You know what I'm saying? If you are an artist, that's what you identify yourself as. The pandemic doesn't get in the way of that. Tom Sachs doesn't get in the way of that. Will doesn't get in the way of that. It's what you identify. Some people may say, hey, I made this Starbucks will probably serve cup, right? This person who created this design may label themselves as, I'm an artist. I created this design. They may say, well, I'm a graphic designer, blah, blah, blah. But the hesitation, when we talk about writing things down, we talk about accepting who we are and how does Aaron get to the place? Because Will knows Aaron's an artist. Tom knows Aaron's an artist artist the world already knows even if Aaron's art hasn't been revealed yet but why is Aaron hesitating on calling himself an artist because I haven't sold anything so now you have to sell something in order to be validated to be an artist yeah just like just just like you have to be on the big network to be to, to justify your art. No, no, I can never. If I never did another television show or movie, doesn't define if I'm an artist or not. It's a state of mind. It's a state of existence. There's some great artists that we would never ever hear of. That's performing in their basement. That's doing poetry in the back alleys, and no one's hearing it. They're still the artists. It's like the thing where if a tree falls in the woods, it doesn't make a sound. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Because you wasn't here, you wasn't there to capture the sound of the tree falling doesn't mean the tree didn't make a sound when it fell. So an artist is an artist. That's like when I had to write down, I'm a movie star. And I kept writing it down in my journal, writing it. Because in order for me to reflect that and to attract that, I have to believe that. I have to become that. I have to know that I am that. So for our listeners that's maybe on the fence of struggling between, well, who am I? The biggest question we all ask ourselves, well, who am I? What am I supposed to do? What is my purpose? You first have to identify and believe what it is that you are. When I look at Aaron, I don't just see Nike. Look at the background. If everyone's looking on this somewhere in the world, YouTube, wherever this video may go, this is an artist. The background, the whole thing, the the tools, everything that you've got, the labels, the organization, that's an artist. Look at this background. You're just looking at a a concrete ceiling. That's an artist, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what I mean? So it just, it's, it's accepting it in order to reflect it in order to manifest it we have to accept who we are okay and i need you my brother to accept (laughs) that you are one of the best artists in the world whether you ever sell anything 
You will. You know? Understand. I understand. What was the second question? The second one was attachment of letting things go. So you wore the shoes for eight weeks and you said comfortable, you comfortable, comfortable did, did a bunch of stuff in them, cleaned them up. They cleaned up really nice and easy. They, they still, they were beat up. They still looked good after they were beat up. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Had to let them go. <laughs> I can see you going to the post office and ship them boys off or have you putting the label and shipping them off and you're just having this moment with these shoes. But so many of us have that, you know, that, 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 that time where we're, it's like a phone number, right? You know what I mean? You have this phone number for 13 years and you want to get a new phone, but you want to get a cheaper price, but they say, you got to change the number. You're like, I don't want to change my number. I had this number for 13 years. I don't want to change the number. Why is that? When change is constant, why do we go through that? I've been through it. Why do we go through it? What do you think? It, it has the... Humans want... want we want to control. Mm-hmm. We want to we yield control over something. And we know in our subconscious that change is inevitable change is constant change will happen these things will fall off the wall at some point like this building will collapse like all these things are constant shoes will will, will disintegrate over time but if we can hold on to the idea that that isn't going to happen that everything is going to stay the way that it is today there's security in that control At least, at least for me, there is like Mm -hmm. before, you know, you get accepted and you're waiting for the shoes to come. So you're, so you're, you're thinking into the future about the day that the shoes are here. When the shoes are here, you're actually living in the present and you're, you're, you're wearing them and you're in the being when, when the shoes leave, now you're thinking about the past and you're depressed about the past because you're not letting it go. Like, the, the, the really interesting thing about the, the whole experience was is that we would talk to Tom and his team every week and he would just stress the importance to us to just document it, document the, document the experience, document the what you do, you make art and everything and just document it because now that the shoes are gone, we can look back on that, not from a de- de- depressed that we don't have it anymore, but more from just an appreciation because we, it, we were able to experience it and enjoy it in the time that we had it. So it sounds like we need to focus our minds and train our minds on the art of letting go. Because how can one ever really be present if you're too far in the future or you stuck in the past? You're never present. So just like the clock says 1223 out here. I'm present in 1223. But when it turns to 1224, I have to let go of 1223 because that is in the past. But I can't look, so I'm looking forward to 1225. I may dream about 1225. I may think about what's going to happen at 1225, but 1225 hasn't come yet. So is the goal 
or the cure from being attached to things, the art of letting go allows us to be present, allows us to catch the, the wind of the day, allows Aaron to create how he wants to create in the moment of being present, which really helps us with anxiety for the future or the depression of the past when we present our mind. The sadness that I have for, 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 and the attachment to the shoes is because I'm holding on to the feelings of before I had the shoes and the excitement and the joy and the, the unknown of not having it. And then the comfort of having it. And once it's gone, I need to just, I need to just let it go. And you just need to remind yourself of how fun it was and how cool it was but at the same time, know that you can't do anything to change it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can live through it and enjoy it and experience it and then let that be the end of it. I think when we let things go, we allow ourselves to create a new moment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. You know? There's a, the, 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 this this um this suffering that I was feeling in this and this attachment right like when I was able to let it go, mm-hmm. it opened up so much more space for me just just to think about other things. I didn't have to take pictures of the shoes every day. I didn't have to wear them a certain number of places and do a certain number of things in them. So there's definitely freedom when you when you eventually let go of those things that you're attached to. Yeah, because I know like in, in my profession, you know, you can do a take. And for those who may not know what a take is, the cameras are rolling, the director calls action. And that may be take one. And it may not have went the way you decided to go and take one. So they call cut and they say, okay, go on again. You may get some notes from the director. You may not get the notes. It may be in the wide shot, you know, usually the wide shot. It's great for getting your lines and all the other stuff if you haven't really, you know, got a grasp on the character as of yet. But if I'm so attached to what I did or what I didn't do in take one, I can't experience what is new in take two. And just like when we have this conversation on, uh, on this podcast, you know, we, we, don't, we don't write anything down. We get on, you say, hey, Stone Cutters Podcast, we go. We're not, we don't know what the topic is. We don't know what we're going to talk about. Sometimes in the conversation, you may think this, and I, may, and I think this as well, is it going well? Are we communicating? Are we gelling? It's been a minute. Is there rust? All these things are going on in your mind. Now, the moment that you focus on that, then it doesn't become what it's, what it's supposed to become. So even in the podcast as we started, I mean, as we were starting, I had to shut that part off to be present to say, okay, whatever's going to happen next, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But a lot Absolutely. of times we get in our head and our way because we think it's supposed to go a certain way, which we have an attachment in our mind first that we think it's supposed to go like this. We're going to talk about this. Instead control. of let it control, instead of letting us flow with that river of, man, your glasses are dope. Oh, I see your background. Okay, what's going on? And then boom, we start talking about attachment and identity of am I an artist? 
and how to detach of why I don't feel that I am an artist. This podcast is deep, man. You know, Stonecutters Podcast, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Music, all platforms, you know, we there. YouTube, if you have questions, comments, feedback, Will, we've been getting lots of emails, lots of people sending us feedback, saying that they enjoy the show, um, saying that they appreciate us. Um, you can shoot us an email at stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, stonecutterspodcast.com. Uh, we have a form on there. You can also send us questions or comments uh, for the show. So, Will, um, we kind of we, we went over it like really briefly. I didn't stop. I didn't celebrate. You said that you just finished shooting a series with Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. Congratulations. Oh, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. You know, <laughs> see, here's the thing, too. You know, meeting uh, Kevin, I, I'll say this. You know, and this is no, no gas. It's amazing to watch. He's amazing to watch in every aspect of it. You know, when they say, you know, he doesn't write things down when it comes to his comedy, it's true. When he comes to set, Kevin doesn't know them lines. He looks at it one time and he knows all those lines. It's, 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 it's freakish to watch, you know, in person. You know what I mean? And he'll be like, Will, da, 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 da. Will, I think I got it. I know you got it, boss. You got it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's, it's just to see him in his element. And I've been writing down in my journal where we say thoughts become things, right? Yeah. I am a movie star. What does God do? He sits me under a movie star. There's only really two, The Rock and Kevin. When we come to numbers of people who are massive and big and they'll be, they, they transcended their craft, you know what I'm saying? They're in a whole nother stratosphere. So I got a chance to sit, to learn and to watch, you know, Kevin and how he moves and every aspect of how he moves. Such a great guy too, you know what I mean? And I'm like, you can't pay for that. You can't. Like, you can't. And then Will, to be in the thing with Wesley, you know what I'm saying? You Will, can't how, pay for this. But Will, how poignant is it that I get to spend eight weeks learning from this artist that, that I look up to, somebody that I want to learn something from, mm -hmm. at the same time, you're learning from Kevin and Wesley at the same time, Will, like, I mean, come on now, like it's happening. It's, it's definitely happening, you know what I mean? But to see it, you know, it's, a, it's like, how can I put it? Everybody may think they know what it's like when you, when, when a dream about what it may be like, what it may be, what made it feel like to get on the floor with Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, you know what I'm saying? But then you actually get on the floor with Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, Kevin, Wes. And it's like, oh, now I understand why you are where you are. I get it. I understand it. It's a, and, and Kamar Usman talks about this in the UFC, MMA. It's a different level. He always talks, it's a different level. When you get in there with me, the Nigerian nightmare, it's a different level. 
And my favorite is George Masvidal. You know, they're getting ready to fight soon. I love George. But I understand what Kamar Usman is saying. These are the elites. You know what I'm saying? They playing at a whole nother level. You know what I mean? So then you understand, well, how does this person make it? How did, ah, well, this is what they're doing with you, when, when you don't see it. They're in the secret place. They're working. They're constantly perfecting themselves. And watching Kevin, when I was talking about, you know, how he reads the script one time and then he gets it, he got the gist of it, he got it, I mean, he hits it, work, work, boom, boom, boom. But what I learned from him in that, he has a sense of freedom. Hmm. He's not ju- he's not judging himself. Did I get the night? He's not judging. He's free. He's present in the moment. He's not attached to how he think it's going to go. He gets it in his body. And he's like, boom, let's go. Same thing with West. West is doing his thing. Boom, 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 boom. Moving a cup here, doing it. Bam, bam, bam. The next thing you know, action. A whole other person comes alive. It's like, yo. It's, you know, I'm like, I see myself. I said, oh, this is myself. You know, these cats is killing. You know, and it makes you like if you're playing against LeBron and you, and you Kevin, who came back tonight, you know what I'm saying? It is thing. You know, you step up to the level of competition. And okay. that's what I like. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in here with some bats. You know what I mean? I can learn, but also I'm gonna see what I can do. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been, I mean, true story is gonna be a hit. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it and uh, everything that comes from it. So in all of that, as you were congratulating me, I wanted to take the time to drop some gems that I've learned along the way so that our listeners can pick up some of these keys as they go forward. You know what I'm saying? And so I haven't even shared this with my, my class yet. You know what I mean? Uh-oh. But this is this is an exclusive right here. You know what I'm saying? On the Stone Cutters podcast, as we're talking about identity and attachments. You know what I mean? It's so good to be able to have that self-evaluation. That's why I love when you talk about keeping the journal. I was going through my journal today and I was just looking at some stuff that I wrote down that I want to do, that I'm going to do. And, you know, just looking at, you, you can check the journey, you can check your traveling. I was thinking today when we were talking about watches, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God, like, I remember when you first got your Rolex, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, like, it's, it's possible, you know what I'm saying? So you don't even think about that. You know, when you grow up, you hear about, you see rappers or you see businessmen or blah, 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 blah. But then we was able to talk about that, you know what I'm saying? As I'm getting ready to lace this race in a, a minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Congratulations. <laughs> Gotta talk to the wife though, see if she's gonna let me lace this wrist. You know what I mean? But other than that, you know, it's all good. Absolutely. I hope that happens for you. I'm I'm uh No, it's happening. It's oh, it's happening. happening. It's, ha- it's done. It's done. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Probably before the month's out. It's definitely happening. Okay. Okay. It's um, on that note, it's good to celebrate um, milestones in your mm-hmm. life. And this is, yeah. this is another, this is another milestone. You know, this is, this is a point in your career when, when you, you, you've, you've, you've put in the work and now you're starting to see the, the results of it. So. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, it's a village. And I think as artists, you know, as entrepreneurs, 
as businessmen, you know, as creatives, you need people to help you along the journey. And, you know, you have to look for your destiny partners as you continue to climb the ladder and you have to enjoy it. You know what I mean? And like this show I'm on Black Lightning, which I'm back in Atlanta for, is getting ready to come to an end in its fourth season. So now if you're stuck in, oh man, great show is ending, then you can accept, you cannot accept what is to come and what is new. You know what I mean? So life teaches you about letting go. You know what I mean? Even when it comes to death, you have to let go and continue to move on and live. And death doesn't mean that you lost a grandparent, a mother, a father. A death can be a relationship. A death could be business. A death could be an idea. A death can be a miscarriage. A death can be a lot of different things. But we have to learn that it's a part of it. We talk about, you know, so many things on a podcast. When I'm talking about this death, it makes me think of a seed. A seed must go into the ground and die to become reborn into something new. You know what I'm saying? And so the seed itself has to let go of the state that it's in in order to be to become something else. So if that's the life of, of nature and the course of nature, why is it so hard for humans to understand it and get it? Every day, there's a part of us dying and there's a part of us being reborn. That is the cycle of life. And once we understand that, we can be more fearless in going towards our dreams and our ideas, you know, uh, the things that we want to accomplish in life and not getting so caught up in accomplishing the goal and forgetting the journey and the process that you never enjoy. You know, you never go see your brother Aaron. You never go, you know, hug Marin because you're worrying about making it. I gotta make it. I got, I can't go and see my family until I, make it well what is making it yeah you know and i think we have to slow it down and when i spoke about kevin and wesley and the greats like mj or or Deion sanders when they enter their prime they're able to slow things down the gift and the talent and the experience have now met and they're able to see what the young players don't see they're able to see the angles on the court with the young players don't see because things have slowed down. That's the goal is to get the game to slow down. Because once the game slows down, then you can manipulate the game. You can control the game. You can do this at will, as we see in Devin Booker coming into his thing. You know what I mean? Over at the Absolutely. Sun, you know, being under the toolage of Chris Paul, things are starting to slow down for him. It's like, oh, I can just hit this 15-footer when the three ain't dropping. I can just go in, pop, pop, you know, get a little layup here and there. You know, it's slowing down. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's life. That's how we want to do it. You were talking there and it made me think of the greats and how attachment. When they miss a shot, they don't stay attached to that shot. When it's time to move on to the next shot, they, they miss that one. They've taken into account how they need to improve, how they need to change it, but they aren't stuck that they missed the last three or the last four. When the ball comes to them again, they're ready to shoot again. They're free. They have yeah. that freedom because they've they've lost the attachment there. Yeah, yeah. My, one of my boys, one of my best friends, 
Mr. Todd Anthony, great, incredible artist and actor. I think, uh, I think he was telling me when I was going through in a relationship and I was giving him the residual effects of that relationship. He used the basketball analogy. He said, end of the day, you got to get back on defense. You know what I'm saying? And it was such a powerful moment at that time because I was stuck in what happened, you know, like you shooting the shot, you know, for the game winner in overtime and boom, you miss. Well, you got to get back on D. At the end of the day, you got to get back on D. And the exciting thing about getting back on D, you give your chance, so many opportunities to score again. You know what I'm saying? You can get a steal, you can take a charge, you can get a turnover on the team, they can get a 24 second violation. You know, get a rebound. You can get a rebound. You know what I'm saying? Get a rebound. That's funny. (laughs) You get whatever it is to get you to the next thing. Boom. You know what I mean? So I I I love that. I love that about sports. Uh, Will you you were on set, and now you're 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 in you're in quarantine. You're going to be on set again. What have you been what have you been doing in your spare time besides going to the gym, besides looking at your journal? Are you doing anything um, creatively, reading a book, uh, any writing? Are you, uh, what, what you been up to, man? You see well, what I've been up to behind, yeah. behind you. <laughs> you know, um, reflecting, you know what I mean? And sleeping because you, you give so much on a show for three months. The residual effect of not sleeping you can feel it when you have time to unwind. See why I'm slow, slow, slow down, man. Being on set, what what kind of hours are those? Like for for, the, for those of us who don't who don't understand, what, what's what's a typical day like on set? I mean, it can anywhere. You can be there two hours or sixteen hours. You know, it just depends, and that could be all week. Damn. You know, uh, but you get used to it, and it, it but. When you're done with the show, it's not just so many hours that you put in. It's the mental energy that you have given, the physical energy that you have given out. Yeah, if you did, if you if you came to set every day with the intention to be great, then when it's time and they call rap, you know, and they give you your clap out, that's a rap on Will Catlett. You know what I mean? That means that that's your last day of that that season, that episode for that season. Boom, you're done. You know, we'll see you if we do another one, blah, 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 blah. You should have emptied yourself. So even coming here and being in this five-day quarantine in this hotel, I have time to reflect and to sleep, to rest. You know what I mean? Because it's just going to get busy and busier. You know, so now I'm planning out my schedule. I'm planning out, okay, when I come out of this five days and when I'm done with this show, you know, what's next for Will? What do you want to do next? How do you want to position yourself next? You know what I mean? But at okay. the same time, you know, I'm, I'm taking this time to refuel so that when I get another character to play or another conversation to be had, I can be fully present and have something to give to that conversation. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we do. That's what artists do. You know, your art changes people. It changes the way people perceive the world and think about things, you know, or it makes things better, like the tools in the back, you know, that tool, some artists made that tool so that you can mm, cut better or hammer or whatever it is that you need to do. 
but an artist must never, must never forget that they must be refilled in order to give back to the art. Because you can never cheat the art. Cheat yourself, but you can't cheat the art. The art knows. The art is pure. You know what I mean? So I like to take that time to just reflect, you know, and not be in a rush with anything. You know, I got scripts I got to read. I understand that, you know. But it's nothing like sitting down and watching a, a basketball game. I haven't done that in quite some time. So that's been nice, you know, to watch, you know, today, to see the guys and their artistry, the way they dribble the ball, the way they like, ooh, you know, talk to you and see, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm like, man, dang, it's almost midnight out here. We did, you said, did this podcast at six o'clock my time, you know? <laughs> but then I thought about it. I said, that, see, there's a wall. When you haven't done something in a, in a while, it's easy to say, let's reschedule. But we wouldn't have had this beautiful conversation. So when you hit me, just getting out the shower, that bed looking real nice. I got to do this podcast with my boy. We got to talk. Connect. Somebody, connect. Somebody need to hear this. I need to hear this. You, you needed to tell me that I need to be more confident in saying that I'm an artist. Yes. And everybody else that listens to this and to myself. Because what you say, Aaron, I'm an artist, will be tested. It will be tested. Something will come against that to know if you truly are an artist. Just like when I said I'm an actor, something came against to say, you know, are you really? Then when you rise up, to that test and say, yeah, best damn actor in the world. What are you talking about? You didn't know? Oh, you must be late. Must be late to the party. You're late on the bus. Okay. And that comes with what I'm doing in secret. So when I'm tested, every word that you get that you really want to do in life, you will be tested on it. Just like you was tested to come to Nike. I want to go work for Nike. Well, other jobs came to test that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Different things. Do I want to move my wife across to, to, to Portland? You know what I mean? Uh, what about my mom? And she's here. And, you know, well, can I make it? What if they don't select? It's being tested. But you were tested and you showed yourself approved. So, you know, now you're there and, you, you know, you're changing Nike. You're changing yourself. You know, you're there thinking about what's next, what you're going to do next you know, from now. So it's a beautiful thing. But to our listeners, you have to identify what it is that you desire to become. You have to let go of hanging on to stuff and attachments. And it will be tested. That's the three things that will, be, that will happen. You know, and so there's no, there's no reason to be upset when the test comes. It's great that the test comes because now you know, like, all right, you know what I mean? That's why boxes sparring, you know what I mean? Because they're going to fight, you know, let's say Ryan Garcia, you're going to get tested. You know what I'm saying? This is, this yeah. is going to happen. But, you know, can you withstand the test? Can you go through the test? That's the thing why I love our podcast so much. And the title of it, Stonecutters. Because the stone is constantly being tried. 
And the stone is not going to break. And the inside of that stone is a pure gold, pure diamond or whatever it may be. It's not going to let you just crack into it easy because it's trying to test if you're worthy of what yes. I have inside. Are you worthy of this gold? Are you worthy of this diamond? Are you worthy of this ruby? Yeah, you're hitting it. But I don't know if you're worthy. Your, your pick thing, it cracked. Are you going to go get another one? Are you going to give up? You know, it's your thoughts going to get in the way. Maybe it's not going well for me. I don't know. Nobody's looking at me. Nobody's praising me. Nobody's giving me any thumbs up on set. Everyone's saying, Kevin, good job. Wesley, good job. Tani, good job. Paul, good job. No one's giving the bodyguard the thumbs up. What are you going to do? Are you going to feel like you're not good enough? Or are you going to sit there and say, hey, I thumb up my damn self. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, this is the things that happen in life that causes us as artists, as creatives, as entrepreneurs, as a salesman or a mailman or whatever your profession may be or whatever you desire to be. This is what gets in the way of us moving forward. We're so attached to what someone is saying about us. We're not attached to what we say about ourselves. Stone Cutters Podcast. We out. We out.